Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about U-Turn, a thriller horror about a journalist who's doing an investigation on illegal U-Turns. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the fourth in our horror movie series. Uh, As we said, last time U-Turn has been remade like three or four times. Oh, more than that. More than that? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It was a really good movie. But this is the original 2016 Canada one. Yeah, so this movie was wildly popular in India. Which I think is fair. It was really good. Yes, and it's actually slated to be remade in Chinese soon. Got remade in Filipino already. Wow. So this is crossing Indian borders. Which is interesting because does the main conceit work there? I guess it would have to be... I was thinking about this while I was watching it. Thinking of all of the languages that it had been remade in and whether it could get remade in English. And I realized the big problem is that you would have to come up with some other traffic violation that was common Mm -hmm. and could cause damage. I mean, it have to be things like running red lights. Yeah, and that this came off as sort of a PSA also about something that's really common. And running red lights is not super common, and people definitely don't think it's okay to do if you're in a hurry. No, but I wonder if this would be more equivalent to before there were school zones and people hitting kids. I think that's probably true. But we have school zones now. So this is kind of, okay. So this movie is about, centered around a common, I guess, traffic problem in India which is that, and I 100% blame the government for this. So ridiculous. I mean, we all like to think that everyone's going to be a responsible citizen, but let's face facts here. If it's a problem, it needs to get solved. So I blame the government, but they have made dividers on their highways with movable essentially, stones. Essentially a single, single block line of like cinder block is essentially what's dividing their highways. Right. So it's people, ridiculous. Right. So people will... And this is people on bikes because I i mean, I would be so scared to do this. But like they basically pull over in what would be the shoulder unmarked, by the way. Which and is terrifying. To I me. know. I can't believe people pull over and walk across these highways constantly. Yeah, right? But they move the stones enough that they can then make a U turn into traffic. Now, I, okay. I would do nothing on a highway that was not legal because cars move so fast. But I will say that in this particular area, it wasn't didn't look like the cars were ever just, you know, zooming along at 75 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, And the main issue is that they don't put the stones back when they get across because then they're in the way for other bikes or cars. Well, and quite frankly, why would they? Because then other people just make U-turns. I mean... Which we saw stock... I mean, like, actual video of at the end of the movie over the credits. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. And then everybody just uses that for a U-turn. Right. And I don't even understand how there's enough space for that because even watching the video, I was like, that doesn't look like enough space. Right. So the problem is... Yeah, so the problem is that the bricks wind up causing accidents if they're 
in the wrong spot and people don't know they're there. Especially at night, rain, poor visibility. Right. Yeah. Or if one gets knocked further out into the street. Yeah. Because, again, it's India. There are a lot of people on bikes. Right. I would just like to take this moment to suggest an extremely simple solution. I don't know how much it would cost, but I would assume that it's not so exorbitantly expensive that you couldn't do it. And that would be to cement the blocks down. Right. I'm just going to throw that out there for whatever Indian government representative is listening. But I really feel like, and I don't mean to undercut this movie at all, but I really feel like this is a problem with a very simple solution. And the movie, I think, plays on the social responsibility that we, like, citizens should have to obey traffic laws and to not move the blocks. Mm -hmm. But I also think this movie proves that people don't think it's that big of a deal, whether they've seen this movie or not. No one thinks that they're going to be the one that that are going to cause any problems. Therefore, it's unlikely that people are going to stop doing this. Well, especially because this is the kind of violation that, like, if you run a red light and cause an accident, you're going to see it. Right. You're not going to know if you cause someone's death doing this. Yeah. You'll never know. And running a red light, you'll you'll be in the accident. Yeah. You might get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... If you hit a child in a school zone, you're going to know about that. Right. So you would have to... In order to remake this in English, you would have to figure out some other common traffic law. But I just think that... In America, a lot of these things have been ironed out. I will say I don't love it when people, and I this doesn't happen where we live quite as much, but other cities I've lived in, uh, will sometimes just put crosswalks in what I consider to be extremely poorly marked areas. Mm. And if they're not heavily trafficked, that means that cars, especially cars that don't use that street very much, may not see they're there. But that's yeah. really not that common. No. There is no real equivalent. Yeah, we have a lot of traffic laws. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I think it would be hard to do. I'm sure someone could do it if they really wanted to. But So this movie is about a spunky young reporter. She's an intern at a paper, and she wants to go full-time. So she's doing this story, researching it on her own, which is basically just going to be, I assume, like a long expose on this problem. So yes. she has this homeless man who lives near there, Um, who writes the license plates numbers of anyone he sees doing this. Mm -hmm. Then he gives them to her so she can go research them. Recently, she's been out of town for a week, but she's come back. She's gotten the license plate numbers. She goes off to interview them, but it turns out that they've been mysteriously dying. The police get involved, and it's a whole deal. It's all been marked as suicides also. Uh, And this woman is played by Shraddha Srinath, and she was also in Vikram Beta. She's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. She and the cop, I thought, were the standout actors in this movie. Same. And she was really believable for, for this horrifying thing happening. Yeah, her love interest at the paper, Aditya, I... I, it's not that he did a bad job. It's just that there's something about him that just looked goofy to me, and I couldn't take him seriously. Oh, he very much looked goofy. I, the whole time, I was like, I guess if this is what you're into, but I feel like you could do better. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, I was like, yes, that would totally be the cute guy at the paper that everyone liked. Yeah. Because he was, like, realistic, and that he wasn't, like, killer movie star good looks. Yeah. So no, I, that's I kind of loved the realism of it, but at the same time, I was like, it's just hard in a movie to be like, 
to, to be really shipping this relationship because he did look so goofy. I kept expecting him to start making like cracking jokes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he never did really. No, he was definitely meant to just be the love interest, and that was yeah. what he was there for. Yeah. I don't even mind the love interest being someone who makes a lot of jokes, but he just didn't. He was a crime reporter, so. Serious. Not really that serious. <laughs> yeah. He no. wasn't in tons of it, though, so it didn't yeah, really matter. Exactly. Every time he showed up on screen, I just wanted to laugh. Yeah, I get that. He was a little ridiculous, and, you know, you're like, I get it. You're an intern at the paper, and okay. She made some bold first moves on that. She asked him out. She really did. Oh, gosh. And then, of course, he's like, what the heck is going on? Because you asked me out, and now you're being super weird. Well, maybe it's because she got picked up by the cops right after you dropped her off. (laughs) And then accused of murdering this guy that she's never met. Um, You know, I have to say, though, once he was in in the relationship, he was invested in it. Because they'd done on one date, and then she was all squirrely afterwards. And if that was me, I would have just been like, well, okay, I guess that's it. That's the end of that. But he just kept being like, no, let's go out. Like, what's I going on? I think most people would have. And especially uh, a guy, you would assume they'd be like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Because he didn't even not say. this he, guy. Yeah, he didn't even say yes at first. No, yeah, he didn't seem like he was that <laughs> he into like, it. He like, change his mind and be like, oh, I guess but I will. now he's like, no, in it to win it. Yeah. And it was a really interesting um, mix of supernatural horror they make clear from very early on that it is supernatural but also like a cop drama a little bit like cop journalist drama Mm -hmm. where you see the pressure that the cops are getting and the way that indian cops work sometimes where you can tell they're just like we just need to wrap this up oh my gosh yes not that that doesn't happen everywhere but like it, it based on movies, it seems pretty bad in India. It's certainly in the movies, like, they were, they wanted to wrap this up the same night. I mean, they were going hard in the interview. Yeah, they brought her in, and they were like, why'd you kill this guy? Oh, you never met him before? Oh, sure. Uh, hey, ma'am, was your was your husband having an affair? Does this woman look familiar? I was like, whoa, leading. <laughs> yeah, she's like still crying over the loss of her husband. Yeah, leading the witness. And she's like, what? No, what's happening? This is horrible. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's funny. This is definitely Western in feel. No singing and dancing. Kind of more gritty in the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. Got a nice opening shot. Camera makes a U. That's right. A lot of U's in this movie. If you there are a lot peeled. of U's. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you can tell this was made on a budget. It's not trying to be anything other than what it is. No, and they really didn't need it to be. It was really good. It wasn't really scary. No. Uh, there was never a moment where I was scared. There was a scene that was unsettling, in my opinion, but yes. Yeah, it's not like jump scenes. No. But it's it's really good. I mean, it's still it was still a little horrifying, but it's it's the kind of horror that I think anybody could watch. Totally. I mean, young teens is what I would say. Yeah. Or like, you know, I, middle school. Yeah, I think middle school. Yeah. yeah. Would be fine. Because especially if you're like if your child isn't super into horror, but they they want to watch horror, but they get scared easily, like yeah, this would exactly. probably be a good movie to show them. Because, this would be a good one. Yeah, it's low scare, but still horror and very very engaging. 
Yes, it's got the mystery. It's got yeah. some suspense. I wasn't going to watch this all in one sitting, and then I did anyway because it's just so engaging. And kind of short for an Indian movie. It is. Only two hours. I know. They're just getting it done. Mm-hmm. No messing around. So that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. This movie really feels so much like a morality tale. And one of the things that really contributes to that is the fact that all of the victims that we see, obviously they're killed because the they move the blocks. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be the heavy implication that only morally reprehensible people would move the blocks in the first place. I noticed that. Everyone is a clear jerk. Right. So the first guy has a big fight before he dies about how his wife shouldn't work and just stay home with the kid. Now, to be fair, this is not the worst thing in the world, but uh, it's not shown in a positive light in this situation. And because the wife wants to go back to work, so he's seen as, like, the overbearing patriarch. Well, their kid's old enough. It's not like their kid's a toddler or something. Yeah, he's... She wants to put him in daycare, so he's young enough, but he's not... Yeah, he's not a baby. Yeah. The second guy is disrespectful to the police and oh. disrespectful to his father. I know. He's a lawyer, and he is no good. Yeah. Interestingly, I just... This is a side note. Uh... Ganesh, the uh, head of Ganesh, is on the door. Yeah. And yet, which seems to be like, you know, I would think a head of Ganesh would ward off evil, right? And yet, the implication is that when the horseshoe fell off the door, that's when the ghost was allowed to be let in? I thought it was just a you. Maybe it was. I think, I because I initially thought... Something about a horseshoe earlier. They show an actual horseshoe earlier on, like, a horse head at the other place. It's just another you, It's then. just The thing is, they you. make such a big deal about it clattering on the floor that I was like, oh, my gosh, the horseshoe fell off the door. Now the ghost is going to get yeah. let in. And then they show the door again. And I'm like, wait a second. There's a big old Ganesh head on there. To be fair, Ganesha is the remover of obstacles. Maybe he was like, come on in, avenging ghost. <laughs> yeah, he, he did nothing to stop him. Yeah. And the third, well, the third and fourth victims that we see... Make a very casual threat of rape and then laugh about it. Oh, I mean, they're terrible. So people. casually. Right. And then when the police bring them in later, one of them's like snorting Coke. Oh, he's hot. That's not Coke. I don't know what he was on, but that was not Coke. Coke's an upper. He would have been <laughs> all over the place. He was high as a kite and passed out. Well, he was snorting something. And I, you know, I think I thought, assumed it was the ghost that knocked him out. Yeah, I don't think it was. He was also, like, kind of foaming at the mouth. Like, I think like, that's why I assumed it was the ghost. Yeah. But I don't know. There there are things that are left open to interpretation. Yeah. But, yeah, all three people, and they get successively worse. I mean, I couldn't believe when that guy made such a casual th- rape threat to the reporter that trying to stop them. wild. And then she still And then the other guy just a, laughs. No, and, and, yeah. And I was like, wow, you're still putting a lot of effort into, like, making sure these guys don't get killed. I I don't know that I would at that point. It was... I was really surprised by that. It was 
it was very explicit. It was a, a little on the nose. I don't even think you could put that in an American movie. You would, no one would put that in an American like, movie. Even bad. Like, they would have to be so atrociously bad before they were allowed to make that kind of threat. Yeah, partially And these kind because, of felt like they were just obnoxious frat boys. Yeah, partially because it would be unbelievable. Right. You're, you're like, well, no one would actually say that. Right. But I guess people do in India? Cut it out or I'll rape you. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. I, also, yeah, and I don't know how she, natural it felt. It didn't but. make her stop and be like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't need to save them. He did say that to me. I mean, if somebody said that to me, like, I wouldn't even know what to say back. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just, like, the, such a moment checkmate, in the movie. fair enough. Such a moment in the movie. I just didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, so I think the most frightening scene in the movie is going to be the scene in the prison cell. Agreed. Yeah. When the ghost has possessed one of the men and is just, like, beating the other one to death. Just wailing on him. Yeah, I will say, uh, I feel like cop training should just really focus on, no matter how dire the situation, to take your gun off before entering a prison cell. These guys didn't seem like India's finest. No, well, the one guy. First did, of all, but. I don't know that I heard a single J Hind <laughs> in that whole police station. I mean, probably not. Of course, they would D- have been staying it in Canada. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Withdrawn. <laughs> yeah. It. They seem also seemed really ready to just write everything. They're like, oh, it's a suicide. And the, and the one cop's like, this one is obviously murder. And isn't it really suspicious that all these people killed themselves? And they're like, eh, it's suicide. That's going to be too much work. To yeah, well, it seems like, what the heck are we supposed to do about that? Investigate it forever and then, like, have to answer to someone if we don't find the killer? No. In their defense, now they didn't know this, but in their defense, there's literally nothing they could have done to stop this. Because what are the police supposed to do against an avenging ghost? Yeah, unless they have a division that we don't have an equivalent for here in America for, like, supernatural I would <laughs> revenge spirits. I would absolutely love it if they did. Well, it's like, I guess, the men in black division. Yeah, exactly. No one, no one talks like about it. Yeah. And you know what? In the end, the cops did help solve it. One cop. One cop with the help of tech support. Yeah, the so, good actor cop. Yeah. I know, he was really willing to use resources on it. And mm-hmm. thankfully, there was no commander that was like, no, you can't do this. Why are you using our tech guy? Yeah, like, there was someone like that, but then... But everyone just ignored him. And well, just yeah, like, it, things would have had to happen. He only cared when they happened directly in front of him. He wasn't like... This guy seems like he's going to disobey me, so put a tail on him and keep him from doing that. He was just like, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Two-day suspension. But after the prison scene, I feel like is really when the tone shifts. Like, for one thing, we are now 100% sure that there is something supernatural going on here. Mm -hmm. But also, we know that it's very willing to employ, like, graphic violence. I mean, because that's a terrible way to die. Big time. And it was blocking, it was it was making it so the cops couldn't unlock the doors and get in and stop anything. Yeah. It, it's on to you. And it also, I feel like, makes the reporter take things more seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cop, too. Like, this is why the cop yeah. was helping. But the reporter, I think, also was like, something has to end. Because even though these guys 
threatened casually to rape me, I still feel that this needs to stop and people need to stop dying. Because presumably at least one person in the bunch that had to commit suicide was not, like, they weren't morally reprehensible. Right. Uh, The director made a lot of firm judgments on these people, writer-director. So then I think, really bold move by the main character. I mean, really active decision to move the blocks herself and see what happens. I was, at first I was like, don't do it. And I was like, well... Actually, what else can you do? It's probably the the only way to really figure out. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, she really could have died horrifically and almost did. Yeah. Uh, also, I, okay, I know that ghosts, maybe, especially vengeful ghosts, maybe aren't thinking as clearly as their human counterparts. But I would say like- that once you've killed that many people, you might assume that you've already gotten the person. Especially since she, yeah, she, like, she knows she's dead. She knows, and she says, she even makes a reference to the fact that she's killed a ton of people. Yeah. Like, she knows that's she's That's what killed. they all say. She's yeah. like, I didn't move the ride, I didn't kill you. She's like, that's what they all say. And I'm like, you mean that you're aware that you've killed all these people and you still don't feel like vengeance has been done? Yeah, are you suggesting that you think all of them killed your child? Right, because then it makes me feel like it's a memento situation, spoiler alert, for the next 30 seconds or so, that she's never going to know when she actually has killed the person who's responsible for her death. Well, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, because there there actually is nothing different about it. Sure, someone, now she's going to have someone's word that, like, this is the person that actually did it, but surely killing dozens of people... You would have already made yeah. you think that you had done the job. Because because she and her daughter were killed from blocks that had previously been moved, she would have no way of knowing who moved the blocks. Which is why the ghost is hanging out there and they just like follow anyone home who mm-hmm. they see moving blocks. Yeah. And that was creepy, you know, that scene with the angry ghost. Because... Mm-hmm. The ghost was not open to reason. And I wasn't expecting that. So I was like, this is the sympathetic. This is the mother I know. who died with her child and she's seeking vengeance. But like, she was not. No, she was nice. just angry. Yeah. Yeah. She was unwilling to be merciful. And it was only because she was like, I'll find out who killed you. Bold claim. But I guess it bought her another day, if nothing else. And it yeah. actually worked. It did work. Sadly, she thinks it's Aditya for a while. Let me just say. That Aditya is... Oh, I one thing. I did think it was really clever to have the leave the balloon there. I Me never too. would have thought of that. I, I just would have waited until she showed up and then been like, it was this. Same. <laughs> would have thought I, I, Yeah, I just yeah. tried to talk to a ghost. So I love the balloon thing. Yeah. But I will say that Aditya, when she... He finds out about all this, because, you know, the restaurant, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's your work cell phone. You're the one that moved the blocks. Aditya is so chill about the whole situation. Like, if this was me, and the person that I'd gone out with, like, twice, like, I'm pretty sure this is their second date. Yeah, twice, including right now. Right. (laughs) Said, okay, so there's a ghost on the freeway that's going around and killing people and making it look like suicides, based solely on the fact that they've moved blocks, an extremely common practice, and you moved some blocks, and I gave it your license plate number on like accident. a long time ago by the way right forever ago and he's just like oh no that's not what i mean for one thing i remember exactly what you're talking about exact situation and uh and that wasn't me i can explain it easily which he did that i mean it was kind of a clever way to exchange the bikes it was too. He yeah was just getting it worked it's on smart. yeah 
And there's no follow-up questions. Nothing like, have you seen a therapist lately? Are you feeling all right? Have you been getting strong headaches? Why do you think ghosts are real? Nothing. He's just so chill about the whole thing. Because then they, like, go back to his apartment. They figure out it's actually the husband who killed the blocks. It's tragic irony. Which, as soon as it wasn't Aditya, which, like, I started out being like, oh, it's going to be him. Right. You have and, a limited pool of suspects. And But then when she said there's something weird about the husband, I was like, eh, it might be him, too. So then when it wasn't Aditya, I was like, it's definitely the husband. Interestingly, the husband seemed aware because no one told him, oh, my gosh, you moved these blocks and she was killed on blocks. So it does seem that he was actually aware for a long time that uh, it was him because he just shows up. So he shows up because he wants to see his wife and daughter. So he goes to Aditya's apartment in his place. Mm-hmm. And which, by the way, extremely noble thing to do and confesses to his, the ghost of his wife that it was him, and then asks her to kill him as punishment. Mm-hmm. And he knows everything, that he moved the blocks. And here's what I like about this. He is not a morally reprehensible person. So before, we've seen nothing but morally reprehensible people get theirs mm-hmm. by being killed by this ghost. But now we see someone who was just trying to get home to his daughter's birthday yeah, as no quickly one, as possible. No one in that family deserved this. No. And... He moved the blocks, and his family paid the price. Mm-hmm. And so did he. Well, yes, because his wife is like, nope, not killing you, and you're not allowed to kill yourself. He kill himself. You have to live knowing what you have done. Exactly. She walked away saying, no, daddy's got work to do. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. A little bit surprising, because I would think that reincarnation would take care of that. The justice thing. But I don't. Yeah, well, if you do work, I feel like if you do work and get better in this life, then you'll be reincarnated into a better. So maybe she was being thoughtful of him. The yeah. suffering that he endures in this life. I, yeah, I Will maybe like, improve his odds in the next cycle. Yeah, don't come back as a, an amoeba or something. Yeah. So anyway, justice was served. <laughs> yeah. So I was just really shocked because Aditya and her, the reporter, I think are just hanging out at her apartment. They and like, are. while this all plays out. And again, he's not really asking all of the questions that I would have or expressing a lot of doubt about what happens. For a crime reporter, he's remarkably incurious. <laughs> Especially when she's like, oh, the cop's calling with the actual identity of the person who did it. He's like, quit looking at your phone. <laughs> He's got a really good work-life balance, I think, is the moral of that story. Well, that actually is true. I mean, earlier she was like, what do you think about people that are condemned to death? And he's like, I don't know. I don't think about that stuff. Like, a long time ago, I just, like, I was like, I can't answer those questions. Yeah. I don't know if that makes him good at his job or bad at his job. I couldn't decide that either. Yeah. But the ending was very satisfying with the the harmony of Mm -hmm. it having been the husband and him getting justice in the... I mean, him being served justice, the wife getting justice. Also, it's always good when a freeway ghost has been calmed. Always. That's an absolute good. Yes. Unfortunately, as the end footage made clear, the ultimate problem... Has not been solved. The scourge of moved blocks remains. But hopefully, with it getting remade so in so many languages, yeah, this will be a little bit resolved. Although apparently, the Hindi version that just got remade is awful. 
So who knows? Maybe that will maybe that will block the whole movement. Oh no. It was so bad that everyone's like it maybe, <laughs> they, not weren't, really big maybe they weren't right about that either. Yeah. They were wrong about everything else. <laughs> so our next movie and the last movie in our horror franchise is called Tumbad. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that flawlessly. <laughs> about a man who encounters a demon. And it is available to watch on Amazon Prime. So easy. So easy, finally. (laughs) So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Go take that new